the acronym that I've heard for luck over the years, the word luck is laboring, L, laboring, U, under, C, correct, K, knowledge. And I'm not really sure if that's something obscure that I picked up along my journey over the last several years, or if it's something that is pretty common and pretty well known in the personal development uh, world, laboring under correct knowledge, an acronym for luck. I'm I'm sincerely not sure about that, but uh, we're going to talk about that this week as well as an entirely new category of people that have has been created in the last 15, 20 years. Uh, I just call these people KDEs, KDEs. Uh, they're, uh, it's a category of entrepreneurial network marketers that are KDEs. They're knowledgeable, delusional entrepreneurs. Uh, my name's Dale Calvert. We're going to talk about these two ideas and more in this session, session 258 of the MLM Success Podcast. I appreciate you being here. Welcome to the MLMSuccess.com podcast, the show designed to return the network marketing industry to its roots of personal growth, leadership development, and wisdom of the ages success principles. We share with you real success stories from real people that we hope will inspire and encourage you personally and help you progress forward in your business and your life. We believe if you build people, people will build the business. Now here is your host who has been called the number one mind in network marketing, the MLM Profit, Network Marketing Virtual Mentor, and a host of other names that we will not mention because this is a family show. Frankly, he's just a small-town guy that figured out that the real product in network marketing is people. Dale Calvert. I don't know if you guys heard, but Kentucky Wildcats beat LSU yesterday in football. Uh... <laughs> 42 to 21, they dominated. So Will and all my buddies and uh, listeners in Louisiana, sorry about that, but man, they look good. They looked really good. Best game of the year by far. And uh, so now that really sets up an interesting situation, especially for me here in uh, in Atlanta. The 6-0 Wildcats next week, Top of the SEC East play the only other, the only other defeated, undefeated team in the SEC, the Georgia Bulldogs, next Saturday. Uh, of course, many of you know my wife Dawn is a huge Georgia Bulldog fan. She grew up here in Georgia and has always followed the Bulldogs. Uh, she's, I don't think there's a fan on the planet that is that bleeds blue like I do or follows their team like I do. But uh, I, I'm a Georgia fan, too. I like Georgia. I mean, I, I'm always for Georgia football unless they're playing Kentucky. And it's kind of interesting. Alabama got beat yesterday. Uh, so it's really, really interesting. The early line, somebody said that Kentucky is a 25-point underdog against – the Georgia Bulldogs next week, but it's going to be an exciting week leading up to that game. Uh, who knows? I mean, Texas A&M knocked off Alabama. 
yesterday, but that was at Texas A&M. We have to go – the Wildcats have to come to Georgia, which is a tough, tough place to play. But who knows what might happen. But regardless, it's been a phenomenal year so far for the Kentucky football team. Now, let's get into the podcast. Why do I want to bring up the football game? Because I was – yesterday, before all the pregame shows that I always listen to – I was trying to get caught up on some email, and I I have been communicating back and forth with this young man uh, in his early 20s, been in the network marketing profession for six years, and he said in his initial email, we've been, again, communicating back and forth. He's looking at the uh, APL Go opportunity. He said he's been involved in a couple programs, but nothing much to show for it in his words. And then he said, there's just too many fake gurus and fake people in the industry. And see, for me, I don't know how, I don't know yet how to, how to communicate with this guy. And I really don't know if I want him because see, here's the thing. I don't know if fake gurus fake people in the industry is a real thing for him or an excuse i know it's a real thing i have no doubt we all know that's a real thing the industry's full of that but is that just something that he's hanging his hat on as an excuse or is it something that is really a concern for him and you know as i was communicating back with this young man i'm thinking how can somebody that's 24 25 years old have such baggage around the industry this early in his life. And it's because he's probably been in and out of several different companies with the wrong cultures. And it was, it's really, it, it, it's sad. It's sad to me. So, uh, what I ended up doing, and as I said, look, he said, he said, everything I've seen looks really good, but there's too many fake gurus and fake people in the industry and blah, blah, blah. And I'd this is like the third or fourth email in. And I said, look, I don't know if this is for you or not. It may or may not be. And after our initial email, I'd sent him the meme uh, from that I've used a lot that uh, Ron Henley did two or three years ago, I think. It, and it's... Y'all heard me talk about it, and he just talks about a big part of becoming a great network marker is unlearning a lot of the crap that you were taught by people who didn't have a clue. And there's that's beyond evident today. So I had sent that meme in my initial email, and basically what I did with this guy is I said, look, here's what I want you to do. I'm not sure if this is the right program for you, if you're the right type of person for our team. And I sent him three or four uh, webinars and podcasts where he could understand where we're coming from, what we're about, what we do, and politely trying to let him know, look, if you're not willing to put 5, 10, 15 committed, dedicated, focused hours into your business every week doing the right things – then this is probably not the opportunity for you. And that was the first email. And I'm going through, and I'm just about finished. And I and I get an email from a gentleman, and I'm just going to call him James Smith. I just I would never use his real name. 
but we'll call him James Smith because that'll be easy for me to remember. And it was very intelligently written, a very intelligently written email. He'd been in the industry 11 years, and he said that over the last few months, he'd come, he'd gone through every single session of the MLM Success Podcast from number one all the way through. And he, he made the statement that my podcast lately over the last few months have become more mindset oriented. And he wanted to know if I was going to start covering more of the lead generation 5.0 methods and systems that I talked about in earlier podcasts this year. And it didn't hit me wrong at all, but it, it was like, hmm, I wonder if this guy's just looking for some kind of foo-foo dust or if he's somebody that maybe I can really, really help. And I, and I wasn't sure, and I had about 30 minutes, and it's like, I don't even know how to respond to this email. And I'm looking at his signature file, and it's got his phone number, and it's Sunday afternoon or Saturday afternoon. And I thought, well, I'm just going to call this guy and see if I can get a hold of him. And I rarely do that, but every now and then uh, I will. And, you know, but keep in mind, this was 30, 30 minutes before my UK pregame show was about to start so i just wanted to touch base and my initial intentions was sending back to uh session 234 of this podcast where i talk about how direct outreach is the, the most effective way to build a team today and that was my initial thoughts when i called this guy and as we were talking i mean he had, very intelligent he has a high level government job he's actually in virginia and he he's 51. He told me he joined uh, network marketing when he was 40. And he's only been with one company, which is Relive. Relive. And some of you may have heard me talk about Relive. Uh, I remember when they started about you know 25 years ago, and then I think their manufacturing plant got flooded and their offices. And I've always liked that company. I'm, I don't know a lot about them. You hardly ever run across anybody that's ever been with them or knows anything about them. It, it seemed like a real closed culture, family-oriented business, uh, again, just from – not deep, but observe, not deep observations, but observations over the years. And they're on the NASDAQ. I think they did, you know, their best year, maybe $35, $40 million in sales. So they've been around a long time. They never created any momentum. I think they manufacture their own products. They're, uh, it's a nutritional drink mix is their primary product. And just to seem like a good, solid company. I remember when they very first started. And uh, just kind of always been in the back of my mind. But look, you talk about being in the wrong company at the wrong time in history. I mean, really, that 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 ship really never got off the ground. It's a good, solid company with quality products, but it never got off the ground. I mean, there's no true, real wave to catch there or there's not any upside potential and and i'm thinking okay well this guy's been with the same company for 11 years uh that's a red flag for me because i know enough about that company to know that hey you you're not getting in front of anything that's going to be big ever i mean that it's just not going to be it's a great company it's a solid company 
And then as I'm talking to, to James, he's telling me about all this, the huge seminars he's been to in Las Vegas and the boot camps that he's been to uh, with every guru that you can name just about. He, he said in our conversation, he said, I've got, I've got a library of every network marketing book ever written. And he, he's telling me that two or three years ago, he, he did the one time offer on the training club that we do, our MLM training club, and that he had, uh, got all 18 CDs. They were on his bookshelf as well. And I'm thinking to myself, have you pulled any of them off and listened to them? I didn't ask him specifically, but that's what I'm thinking. And then he's talking about, you know, he's taking notes on every single podcast that I've done at MLM Success. And then he said, and I'm, I'm considering joining your, your APL Go team. And, you know, and, and, and the truth, the absolute truth is, James, um, I don't want you on our team unless you can clean the slate and start all over. And listen, I am not trying to offend you in any way at all, at all. But my time's the most valuable asset that I have. And the way you've used your time in the last 11 years in this profession may be an indication of how you're going to use the next 11 years. And if that's true, then I don't want to be part of it. I don't need to be part of it. I don't want to be part of it. So I said that directly to James because I asked him to listen to this session. Let me continue with my story. And James, again, you seem like a phenomenal human being, but this is business. And so as we're talking, I said, well, tell me about your re- your relief business. And he says, well, I, and he told me, he said, I have about a half a dozen loyal customers, but I don't have any active team members right now. Okay, 11 years a half a dozen customers and no active team members. And again, guys, I've had these type of conversations over and over and over and over. This was probably the most intense and probably the reason I decided I've got to do a podcast on this. But as we're talking and, and I'm again, just really uh, uh, personable man very personable uh, I said well how how are you recruiting what what are your play one play two set up for recruiting and he told me that three years ago or so that he that in when we were setting up play one play two sites for MLM training club members which we're no longer doing but when we were that we had set up a really good site for him uh, for his play one play two for his recruiting but that he had accidentally let the domain expire is what he told me and then he said uh, but when I run across anybody interested I can get them on a three way with my upline and there's so much wrong about that statement. <laughs> but run across, what do you mean run across? You don't run across people that are interested. You will never build a business trying to, hoping and crossing your fingers that you're going to run across people that are interested. And if and when you do, the last thing you want to do is get them on a three-way with your upline. 
so they can close them. Air quotes. Uh, so I said, well, okay. Well, what what are you doing to create business? What are you doing to create leads for your business? And he said, well, I mostly just have conversations with people. Gosh. So you aren't doing any kind of direct outreach or any kind of advertising at all. And I and he said no. And then he he, he I think he didn't want he didn't like my line of questioning. <laughs> And so he kind of changed the subject real quick. And he said, Dale, he said, I've been studying the APL goal compensation plan. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm sure that you have. I'm sure you've studied it. You probably know it better than 99% of the people in the company. And he said, to me, it seems like, you know, the most lucrative plan I've seen and the best place to start would be at that diamond package. He said, can I get a link so, so uh, I can get plugged into your team? So he asked me for a link, and and I said, Mr. Smith, I said, this conversation has really meant more to me than I could try to communicate to you. But I want you to listen to to my podcast on Monday. And at that time, I knew that this was the direction I was going to go. And I said, if you still want to join after our our team, uh, join our team after you hear the podcast, you know, just give me a call or send me an email. And I knew what I wanted to say to him at the time, but I just couldn't. I couldn't bring myself to go down that path again, uh, because sincerely, I'm so worn out with these conversations. It's just kind of mind blowing. And uh, James, without question, is what I call KD, KDE. A KDE person, he's a knowledgeable K, knowledgeable D, delusional E, entrepreneur. And maybe not even an entrepreneur, but a wannapreneur. So the last thing that I would ever want to do is offend, what do we call him, Mr. Smith or anybody else. And just to talk to you for a second, I mean, you're obviously a very intelligent human being. But the only way I would want you on our APL Go team, again, is if you can try to to wipe your slate clean. When I got off the phone, I realized that over the last many years and with it, within the last 12 months, I've talked to dozens, if not hundreds of people like this. And... I even have some on my team that I would qualify as KDE. And, you know, they're knowledgeable, they're delusional, but, but, you know, and they have an entrepreneurial spirit, an entrepreneurial want to, but it's like, how did all this happen? Where did these people come from? And if we look back and really look at it and really think about it, in my opinion, the internet has created an entire group of people that are knowledgeable about different business models and different niches, network marketing included. They're knowledgeable. They go to the big seminars and all. They read the books and everything. They're knowledgeable. But they're delusional, and they want to be entrepreneurs. So I'll call them entrepreneurs, but they're really want to be preneurs. 
They're not entrepreneurs. They're, they're knowledgeable, delusional. And it's, it's, it's at epidemic proportions, not just within the network marketing profession, within every small business work at home niche out there. Where did these people come from? And these, see, these people could have never been created if not for the internet. Because if I want to learn how to flip houses, then I've got to get educated, get in the right culture, find the right mentor, and get in that closed culture and stay there and either succeed or fail. Either stay there and learn and implement what I learn and create results, good or bad, or not. Back in the day, prior to the Internet, and this is not bashing the Internet. I love the Internet. But but it's something I think we all need to be very aware of. See, there are no more closed cultures. So pick any business model. I don't care if we want to talk about network marketing. I don't care what it is. Prior to the Internet, I had to find it, and that would usually go into a seminar of some kind, maybe an infomercial. I saw it on TV, and then I go to the event, and and then at the event they're going to sell me a course and at the court if I like the course and I want to get into a coaching program of some type then that that was usually made available and that that business model still goes on as all of you know today it does and if people find the right business model for them at the right time in history and they get plugged in and they get plugged into the correct culture then it, they can progress and move forward. If they get involved in the wrong culture, they're going to have all kinds of problems and there's all kinds of challenges. But my main point here is these um, KDE people did not exist prior to the Internet because if you're going to be an entrepreneur and you're going to take an entrepreneurial journey, then you had to find the culture that you were going to be part of. And get plugged into it. Today, you can go and you can spend the next five years learning about any kind of business model that you want. You never have to get involved in the business model and take action on the business model and take your lumps and, and learn and progress and you know, fall and get back up, you don't have to do that. Because if I decide I want to start a Shopify store and my first attempt bombs, then I don't have to figure out why it bombed and what to do next time differently and to persist within that business model, a Shopify store, if that's what I want to create. I, I don't have to stay there. I can just, well, I'm going to be a, I'm going to be a, I'm going to publish books on Kindle. Uh, and, and then the same thing, I can attempt or not attempt. But if I do attempt and it doesn't work out, I don't have to stay there. I'll just find something else and something else and something else after that. And, and, and it's created these, these knowledgeable, delusional entrepreneurs. And then some of, some of them stay in the same niche. They stay in the same niche. There's people that, you know, made a lot of money when K- 
Kindle Publishing first came out years ago, and they're teaching the same things that they taught back then, the philosophies are all screwed up. Their philosophies are screwed up. And that business model is not what it once was, but they act like it is, and they teach it like what they did to get where they are will work for a new person coming in today. It's not going to. It's different. It changes. All business models get diluted over time. It's not. It's not going to be the same. And people get involved in network marketing, and they go from book to book to book, from seminar to seminar to seminar. But if they don't implement that which they learn, then they cannot grow and get better and improve their skill sets and mindsets. It's fascinating. And, and as I listen to this gentleman, what we, James Smith, it's like I, 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 in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, you know, this guy's got all the books, been to all the seminars, done everything. But after 11 years, he's with the wrong company at the wrong time in history. He's got six committed, dedicated, loyal customers and no active team members. He should be smart enough, intelligent enough to know, hey, if the horse is dead, get off it. Do something else. Find another company. Find find, find a mentor that's not going to tell you, you know, create conversations. And if you when you find somebody that's interested, get me on a three-way. What is that teaching you to do except depend upon the three-way call? I don't get it. It blows my mind how many intelligent human beings are are acting the opposite in this profession. It really blows my mind. And then again, that's people that stay within one niche. Most people are involved in, and have enough knowledge to be dangerous in multiple niches. If you're going to go into the the niche, succeed there before you go into another one. If other people have, have succeeded, why can't you succeed? Well, Dale, I believe in multiple streams of income. Yeah, but you haven't created any kind of significant income with any of the 17 multiple streams you're trying to create. Create one first. You know, my granddad used to say, you know, he's a jack of all trades and master of none. Jack of all trades and master of none. That's an old-timey saying, but it's more true today than at any time, time in history. You know, it's like so many people, uh, entrepreneurs, have so much facts, useless facts, you know, rolling around in their minds from all the different information that they've put in over the years, never focused information on where am I right now? What do I need to be focusing on to move my business and myself forward? That's never a thought. It's just information gatherers. They have so much stuff rolling around in their mind. They sh- useless facts. I mean, they should, they sh- if they want to make money, they should get, go on jeopardy or something and, and put those useless facts to, 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 you know, see what they can do with all those useless facts that they have rolling around in their mind. I mean, how is it possible to get so far off track? It, it just blows my mind. Yet every week I communicate with people that if they don't change something, they're headed right down Mr. Smith's path that he's taken the last 11 years. 
It's it it's bothersome. It's bothersome. Guys, we have focus is the most important entrepreneurial trait moving forward from this point in history. I said that two or three years ago. So there's dozens of people, and I realize that when I'm talking to this guy, this guy's got the, one of the worst cases of of entrepreneurial delusion. You know, he's one of the of knowledgeable delusional entrepreneurs. He's one of the worst cases I've I've talked to, but I realize I've talked to dozens and dozens of people like this that did not exist, you know, prior to the internet. They did not exist. And and so some of you are as old as I am, you've been in the game as long as I have, and I'm sure this is speaking to you because I know you've been you've been communicating with them as well. And it's like for me, it's like I have to stop and think about where did, where do these people come from? How is this even possible? So when I think about it and, and I look at our, you know, APL Go team, you know, I, I, the heavy hitters have come and gone on our team and they always will. <laughs> they always will. You know, they're looking for the next new thing, the next new hot thing. They're trying to take the skill sets and mindsets that they naturally have and make it work in today's network marketing environment, and it will not. That's why understanding and being aware of network marketing 5.0 lead generation is so critical right now. It's it's honestly where I'm spending the majority of my time, energy, effort, and focus is right there because, you know, as leaders, we have to. It's our responsibility to provide people with the advertising methods and the prospecting methods that if people are willing to do the work where uh, they can control their future in this profession by being able to recruit three to five brand new people every single month. I mean, that's our responsibility as far as I'm concerned. You know, I don't want people out there just grasping for straws. But when I, when I, and then after this conversation with him, you know, and then last night I was involved in all the football activities and it was just a great, great day for Kentucky football. And, and, and then I went back to Mr. Smith and was thinking about this podcast and our conversation I had with him. And I was thinking about our people on our team and I'm thinking, you know, why, Dale, why, why are you so proud? Of, of your team members, of the people that you get to work with, that you have the opportunity to communicate with. You know, there's no big heavy hitters. There's nobody setting the world on fire. But, man, you know, and I started thinking about, you know, Viola and, and Australia and Ashley and Boris and, and Hungary and Paulette up in Canada and, you know, Bernadette and Shelly and Shane and Willie and Tony and Marilyn in Canada and, you know, Joyce and John and and about 40 other people on our team that I am just so proud of. And I'm thinking, why are you so proud of these people, Dale? Who's setting the world on fire? And, and, and I think it, it comes down to these are people that understand what it, what it takes, what it's going to take. And, and, and they're willing, this is, they're willing to do the work. They're willing to put the time in and do the work. And not do they just... See, here's a rare breed of people in today's entrepreneurial world. The people that will spend time on the right 
personal education. In other words, they understand this is where I am on the journey. This is where my focus needs to be. And, and you know, they're not listening to stuff that have abs- – they understand the concept of just-in-time learning. They understand that I've got to get myself right now to the point where I can enroll three to five new people a month or wherever they are on the path. And they're willing to spend the personal education time. And then they're willing to take what they learn and put it into action. They're willing to go to work. And that's a rare group of people today. You know, people tend to be action takers or thinkers. That's their natural tendency to be action, to be an action taker or to be a thinker. Very few people in today's entrepreneurial world have the ability to be a thinker, to be a learner, to, to be able to learn, and then take action. The ability to do both. There, most people are e- either action takers or they're information junkies. But the rare breed of people and the people that I'm so proud of on our team, not only, not only do, are they able to, you know, learn, but they're implementing what they're learning in the marketplace. And that's the only way to refine your skills. The only way to refine your skills is to implement what you learn in the marketplace, get feedback and refine your skills and keep moving forward. That's the way it works. Uh, and again, there's so very few people today in today's environment that have the ability to do both. And I, I would, I think it's probably a good question to just ask yourself if you listen to this podcast, you know, what's your tendency? Are you a thinker or are you an action taker? Are you a thinker or are you an action taker? And, you know, we've heard the formula for success our whole life. It's real simple. It's ready, aim, fire. So, you know, get your mind right. And the ready part, I, I just equate that to, you know, what do you want to accomplish with this business model in the next three to five years? That's getting ready. What do you want to accomplish? Asking yourself, ready, aim. That's getting educated. Fire. What's Fire. Taking what you've learned and implementing it in the marketplace. So the action takers are the money makers when it's all said and done. The action takers are the money makers, period. Period. You know, the action takers are the money makers. That's why we see so many people that do nothing, nothing, but work hard and talk to a lot of people that have created some level of success in this profession, in the network marketing business model over the years. There's some people that have done nothing from an education standpoint except through osmosis. But there's some people that they just take constant action. They're talking to a lot of people, exposing people all the time, every day. And because of that mentality, they have been able to create some level of success in this profession over the years. They're what I call bull and china closet distributors. They just they just take action every day. Out there talking to everybody every day. They're they're passing out 
information. They're talking to people. They, these are the type of people that every day get up and expect to go out to Walmart and sponsor somebody. They're, they're, they're sponsoring people literally all the time, every day. Now, they don't have a clue what to do with them after they enroll them, but, man, they're going to enroll them. And a lot of these people have real strong personalities, and quite frankly, uh, it's like a used car salesman almost. It just has that, you know, just full speed ahead, bull in China closet. I'm going to close you. And they, they get their $25 membership fee and first order out of people every single week, everywhere they go, but they, they have nothing to show for it afterwards. So there's a lot of that. And then what I've realized in the last you know, a couple of years, and I talked about this in session 148 of this podcast, is there's also a group of people that are scary for me uh, because they're usually very intelligent and their their mode of operation is they just fire, 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 fire entrepreneurs. They never, they never get ready for anything. They never get ready. They never think about where do I want to be in three to five years. They just see opportunity and they jump on it and they see another one and they jump on it and it's a constant firing of the machine gun. But they never get ready and they, they, they never aim. They just are constantly firing. And usually these people at some point have, have hit some level of success at some point, but they're never going to be able to, to create it again. You know, they just, they were in the right place at the right time at some point in their life. And they were able to, this fire, 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 fire mentality, they just ended up firing the right bullet at the right opportunity. And, you know, it wasn't because of anything they did. It was probably because of the culture they were part of. They were able to create some level of success. And you see that. Uh, I didn't even know those people existed really until two or three years ago. And, and I just experienced it with a few people. And again, I talked about it in session 148, so I'm not going to get into any more detail that, on that at this point. But, you know, there's, there's people like that. Uh, most of the people that start a business never ask themselves, where do I want to be in five years? Where do I want to be in five years? Where do I want this business model to take me? So the KDE mentality, that that type of entrepreneur has become epidemic in this profession. It really has. And and the older I get, the more I realize that it's harder for me to recognize things that I've never seen before. It's, it's harder to recognize that because, you know, up until 2000, these type of, of KDE entrepreneurs could not be, there was not a culture which would develop them because really prior to that, we could go back as far as 95 if you want, but my point is closed cultures were required was our only option prior to the internet. Now the internet has given people with this entrepreneurial ADD so many opportunities to get lost, so many rabbit holes to go down that it's overwhelming. 
And again, when I talked to Mr. Smith on Saturday afternoon, it was like, my gosh, Dale, it, it, it really hit me at a different level than I can even, it just hit me at a different level. It's like, oh, here's another group of people, you know, because honestly, I've always given these people the benefit of the doubt to my detriment. I, I really have. It's like, oh, they, they're knowledgeable. Therefore, you know, they get it. But just knowledge does not mean that you get it. It, it doesn't. Just because you're knowledgeable doesn't entitle you to anything. So the, it's an epidemic. This KDE is an epidemic. And what is the cure? And it's really not not that difficult to figure out. It's, you know, if you just, if we take a breath and back up a little bit, because there's some of you listening to me, you got this KDE. You're not, you're knowledgeable and you're delusional. Some of you have this. Uh, we'll say, Dale, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not delusional. Look at my library. Look at look at all the books I have on network marketing. How can you say I'm 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 delusional? Because knowledge without action leads to self delusion. I don't care how many books you have in your library. What actions are you taking? And see, it's really not hard to figure out. It's two things: knowledge plus action. You know, I talked about it last week. There's nothing more powerful than applied knowledge. Applied knowledge. So when we look at the acronym for luck, labor under correct knowledge. Labor under laboring under correct knowledge creates luck. And and again, I I would be real curious if you guys send me an email or something. I'm just curious if if that acronym is real popular. Cause, cause I've used it so much over the years. I don't know if it was just some obscure, uh, something that I heard, uh, at a seminar and wrote it in my journal and I've been using it and teaching it since that time or if it's really mainstream or not. I, I sincerely don't know. I mean, I know you can have anything in life you want if you help enough other people get what they want. I know that's mainstream. But I don't know if this is laboring under correct knowledge. It's just I don't know where it came from or if it's widely used at or not. And if I and if I ever do see it somewhere else, I would assume that it's widely used. But I really don't know, and I guess it doesn't matter as long as we get it right. So labor under correct knowledge. What what does labor mean? It means work. You're applying what you learn. Working, working. Labor is working. You know, when I first got involved in this industry, you know, my first two realizations were the work ethic in this country, the United States, stink, and that people will lie. They say they're going to be somewhere. They say they're going to do something. They don't do it, and they get involved, and they're just not willing to work. And then as I've thought about this over the years, it's like, you know, it's not really a work issue. For a lot of people that are involved in network marketing, it's not that they don't want to do the work. A lot of these people are working every single week, 40, 50 hours a week in jobs that they cannot stand. So it's not that they're not willing to work. It's So if it's not work, then 
And for some people, they're just lazy. Okay. That, that is the issue for some, but not as many as I thought it was because what I realized over time, it's not that they're not willing to work. It's that they, their self image, their fear of failure, fear of rejection, fear of what somebody else will think about them is what prevents them from doing the work. And again, I've talked about this so many times. There's, I'm not going to rehash that, but you have to be willing to do the work that. You know, if you're not willing to take the action, you're not going to progress. Action takers are the money makers. You know, a gym membership does you no good if you're not at the gym doing the work. And, and again, that's common knowledge, right? It's, but it's not for some reason in this profession. You got to be willing to get through the numbers. If you're not, you don't have a chance in the world of making it in this profession. So you got to labor and then under. And, and and that word under, when I think about it, laboring under correct knowledge, what does under mean? It means that you have to be intelligent enough to know that every great leader was first a great follower. Every great teacher was first a great student. So you have to be willing to take mentorship and training from the right people. From the right people, because if you take mentorship and training in the from the wrong people in the wrong culture, you're going to end up in a real bad spot that's hard to recover from down the road. When you're when you're in the wrong culture that just does not make sense and does not have the best good of everyone involved within that culture uh, at the forefront. Uh, the wrong culture can really mess people up. There's a lot of very talented people in this profession that their initial training was with the wrong mentors and the wrong culture, and and they will probably never recover from that, and they will never achieve their full upside potential because the culture was not the philosophies were messed up. They, the philosophies were messed up. Not that the systems or the methods were not working or could not work, but when you're when you're working it with a philosophy of closing people, for example, which this business has nothing to do with closing. It's about finding the right people at the right time in their life. And when you have these philosophies that are ingrained in you, it's really hard to get rid of. So laboring under correct knowledge. And again, wisdom of the ages systems, wisdom of the ages knowledge. That's correct knowledge. It's been proven for for many, 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 many years. And as you've probably heard me say many times, if people would just ask the one question, who is this person, why am I listening to them? I could save people a lot of grief on their entrepreneurial journey. A lot of grief. So laboring under correct knowledge. Knowledge is wisdom. It's law of averages. It's what the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve. It's he who wants to be great, let him be the servant of many, and so on and so forth. They're just fundamental principles that cannot be violated that I've talked about many, 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 many times. So... That's the answer is laboring under correct knowledge. That's what creates your luck. And 
you know, I look at the 51-year-old uh, government worker. What do we call him? Sam Smith, Jim Smith, Mr. Smith, the 51-year-old government worker, and he probably never asked himself the right questions. He probably never asked himself, where, where do I want to be in five years? And will this business, will this company take me there? Is this company on the upswing? Uh, is this company timely? Is the timing right for my opportunity? There's probably a lot of questions. If he had asked himself, he probably would would have got on a different track. And and is buying every book on network marketing I can find and attending every seminar is that really? It, am I doing anything except gathering knowledge? Am I willing to take that knowledge? And put, am I willing to go to work? Am I willing to put it into action? And then I think about the young Navy vet. You know, I was talking about there's too many fake people. And if, if I assume and give him the benefit of the doubt that he's got a strong worth, work ethic, then the only assumption I can come to with this young man is over the last four, five, six years, he's been put into systems that were the wrong cultures were the right sequential knowledge base was not being taught. So that was my Saturday, you know, communicating through email and then on the phone. And it, and it was like a real awakening for me regarding this epidemic that we have right now that we've never had before. We haven't had, you know, for many years, but have been developed this knowledgeable, knowledgeable, delusional entrepreneurs. And if we can just stop and take a breath and think about this, there's two important ingredients to success. The right systems at the right time in history with the right company. But but it has to have an underpinning, a foundation, which is wisdom of the ages. Wisdom of the ages philosophies. You know, you can listen. There's a lot of people that have, you know, timely ways to promote and market your business that will diminish over time. But if what they're teaching is not built on the foundation of wisdom of, of the ages philosophies, then that's how wrong cultures are created. So you, you got to have both there, but you have to have the right knowledge and, you know, with the right philosophy. So those kind of go hand in hand. And then you've got to be able to make yourself get into the marketplace and go to work. Once you have the correct knowledge if and understanding, if you go to the marketplace and put it to work, then you cannot fail if you do it consistently over a period of time. You cannot fail. I talked about this last week. But if you're, if you're hit and miss like I was my first three years in this profession and go for a while and then not do anything for a couple of weeks and then go again for four or five weeks and then, you know, have an emotional yo-yo and never get into a consistent routine, then you cannot expect 
to have skill set development at the level that you should, and you you aren't going to get there in three to five years. Being an emotional yo-yo, up and down and down and up, it takes consistent effort putting the right practices into the marketplace consistently. So I hope this has spoke to some of you. Mr. Smith, I'm sure I'll probably never hear from you again, but look, this business is not for you if you're not willing to wipe the slate clean. And for the rest of you listening that suffer from this uh, KDE, uh, my advice to you would be the same. You've got to wipe the slate clean. You've got to wipe the slate clean. You really do. You know, sometimes you just got to quit and start all over, refreshed. And that's okay. That's okay. And it's really okay to just quit and say, you know what? I'm wiping the slate clean. I'm going to start all over, refreshed. Because one of the biggest challenges is, you know, the quote Ron Henley said, you know, it's like, the, the biggest challenge is to becoming a network marketing leader is to erasing all the crap you've heard by people that never built a team, that don't have a clue. So to, just to kind of wrap this up, what do you have to do to create your network marketing luck? And I think it starts with really a decision on what do you want to accomplish in your business in three to five years? Because until you know why, the how doesn't matter. And then are you willing, you know, this is what I want to accomplish. Are you willing to labor under wisdom of the ages principles and correct knowledge and get through the numbers every single week to build your network marketing team? I mean, that's really what it comes down to. There's not a lot more than that is are you willing to work? Are you willing to work? Are you willing to learn and implement what you learn? If you do, if you are, then I, there's no business model in the world that can offer the long-term residual income and legacy wealth of network marketing. But we've gotten so far off track in so many ways that sometimes you just have to stop, take a breath, refocus, refresh, wipe the slate clean, and say, look, this is where I want to be in three to five years. These are the systems and programs that can take me to where I want to go. I'm going to wipe the slate clean. I'm going to get through the numbers as many as I can on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. And I am going to expect success and just go for it. Laboring under correct knowledge. Laboring under correct knowledge. That's how you'll create your success with the network marketing business model. This is Dale Calvert. I hope you have a great week. I'll talk to you next week on another session of the MLM Success Podcast. Uh, don't tell Don this, but next Saturday, you think about it, just say a go UK, go Wildcats, go Big Blue under your breath a couple of times. Uh, I'd appreciate it. You guys have a great one. If you haven't gone over to iTunes yet and rated and left this podcast a review, What are you waiting for? At Calvert Marketing Group, we want to spend our time on the projects that we know are providing the most value for our clients and customers. 
You leaving us a review and feedback on iTunes is something that helps us more than you realize. And more importantly, it helps others like you find us. So if you've not taken the time to rate this podcast, please go over to iTunes and do that for us now. It will only take a couple of minutes out of your busy schedule. Work harder on yourself than you do on your business, and we will be back next week with another inspiring success story, wisdom of the ages training, or answers to your questions.